Part three, chapter three of the Gentleman and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Gentleman and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment by Elizabeth Selnar. Of balls, concerts, and public shows. These amusements presuppose a fortune and good ton, the practice of society, therefore, and consequently a forgetfulness of the precepts of politeness in respect to them would be truly preposterous. Section 1. Of Balls I was going to say, let us begin with private balls, but I recollect that this denomination is no longer fashionable. We do not say, a ball at Madame such a one's, but an evening party, soiree. Nevertheless, when we wish to give a dance, we give the invitations a week beforehand, and the ladies may have time to prepare articles for their toilet. If it is to be a simple evening party, in which we may wear a summer walking dress, the mistress of the house gives verbal invitations, and does not omit to apprise her friends of this circumstance, or they might appear in unsuitable dresses. If, on the contrary, the soirée is to be in reality a ball, the invitations are written, or what is better, printed and expressed in the third person. A room, appropriated for dresses and furnished with cloak pins to hang up the shoes and other garments of the ladies, is almost indispensable. Domestics should be there also to aid them in taking off and putting on their outside garments. We are not obliged to go exactly at the appointed hour. It is even fashionable to go an hour later. Married ladies are accompanied by their husbands, and married ones by their mother or by a chaperone. These last ladies place themselves behind the dancers. The master of the house goes before one and another, procures seats for them, and then mingles again among the gentlemen who are standing and who form groups or walk about the room. The toilet of all the assembly should be made with great care. A gentleman who should appear in a riding coat and boots would pass for a person of bad tone. When you are sure of a place in the dance, you go up to a lady and ask her if she would do you the honor to dance with you. If she answers that she is engaged, invite her for the next dance, and take care not to address yourself afterwards to any ladies next to her, for these not being able to refuse you would feel hurt at being invited after another. Never wait until the signal is given to take a partner, for nothing is more impolite than to invite a lady hastily, and when the dancers are already in their places, it can be allowed only when the set is incomplete. A lady cannot refuse the invitation of a gentleman to dance, unless she has already accepted that of another, for she would be guilty of an incivility which might occasion trouble. She would, besides, seem to show contempt for him whom she refused, and would expose herself to receive an ill compliment from him. Married or young ladies cannot leave a ball or any other party alone. The former should be accompanied by one or two other married ladies, and the latter by their mother or by a lady to represent her. 
we should avoid talking too much it would occasion remarks and have a bad appearance to whisper continually in the ear of our partner the master of the house should see that all the ladies dance he should take notice of those who seem to serve as a drapery to the walls of the ballroom or wallflowers as the familiar expression is and should see that they are invited to dance he must do this fully unperceived in order not to wound the self-esteem of the unfortunate ladies gentlemen whom the master of the house requests to dance with these ladies should be ready to accede to his wish and even appear pleased at dancing with the person thus recommended to their notice ladies who dance much ought to be very careful not to pose before those who dance but little or not at all of the great number of dances for which they are engaged in advance they should also without being perceived recommend to these less fortunate ladies gentlemen of their acquaintance in giving the hand for a lady's chain or any figures those dancing should wear a smile and accompany it with a polite inclination of the head in the manner of a salutation at the end of the dance the gentleman reconducts the lady to her place bows and thanks her for the honour which she has conferred she also curtsies in silence smiling with a gracious air in these assemblies we ought to conduct ourselves with reserve and politeness towards all present although they may be unknown to us persons who have no ear for music that is to say a false one ought to refrain from dancing never hazard taking part in a quadrille unless you know how to dance tolerably if you are a novice or but little skilled you would bring disorder into the midst of pleasure being once engaged to take part in the dance if the figures are not familiar be careful not to advance first you can in this way govern your steps by those who go before you beware also of taking your place in a set of dancers more skilful than yourself when an unpractised dancer makes a mistake we may apprise him of his error but it would be very impolite to have the air of giving him a lesson dance with grace and modesty neither affect to make a parade of your knowledge refrain from great lips and ridiculous jumps which would attract the attention of all towards you in a private ball or party it is proper to show still more reserve and not to manifest more preference for one lady than another we should dance with all indiscriminately but we may moreover invite the same lady more than once in public balls a gentleman offers his partner refreshments which he very seldom accepts unless she is much acquainted with him but in private parties the persons who receive the company send round cake and other refreshments of which each one helps himself as he pleases near the end of the evening in a well-regulated ball it is customary to have a supper when the gentlemen stand behind the ladies who are seated in his array without great preparation we may dispense with the supper but refreshments are necessary and not to have them would be the greatest impoliteness the waltz is a dance of quite too loose a character and unmarried ladies should refrain from it in public and private a very young married ladies however may be allowed to waltz in private balls if it is very seldom and with persons of their acquaintance 
it is indispensable for them to acquit themselves with dignity and decency i have spoken of public balls in contradistinction to private ones and i might also have mentioned balls by subscription for in regard to the public balls of paris and other large cities we have nothing to advise our readers but to shun them as to mask balls it is an amusement altogether to be condemned except those of the opera neither should we appear there except in a domino we should retire incognito not to disturb the master and mistress of the house we should make them during the week a visit of thanks at which we may converse of the pleasure of the ball and of the good selection of the company section two of concerts the proprieties in department which concerts require are little different from those which are recognized in every other assembly or in public exhibitions for concerts partake of the one and the other according as they are public or private in private concerts the ladies occupy the front seats and the gentlemen are generally in groups behind or at the side of them one should observe the most profound silence and refrain from beating time humming the airs applauding or making ridiculous gestures of admiration very often a dancing soiree succeeds a concert and belays of invitation distributed two or three days beforehand should give notice of it to the persons invited when the lady is going to perform it is good ton for a gentleman to stand behind the chair of the performer and turn over the leaves attentively if he knows how to read music we ought also after an invitation to a concert to return a visit of thanks section three of public shows or spectacles one would be deceived if he imagined that there exist no rules of propriety to be observed in public places where persons assemble together and at theatrical exhibitions there are some general attentions which we should manifest to those persons whom we meet there it would be impolite to jostle continually and in an importunate manner those near whom we are placed to step upon the dress of a lady or run against those who are moving at a moderate pace if you go with a party to a theatrical entertainment one of the gentlemen should carry the tickets to the doorkeeper in order to avoid any embarrassment to ladies on entering and when the box is open they should place them in the front row according to their age or the consideration they deserve young persons should occupy the seats behind and avoid leaning over too much to the inconvenience of those who are seated in front of them gentlemen should address themselves to the attendant at the boxes make them a compensation and place under their care their hats the cloaks and other articles of dress of the ladies but we must not hang them over the boxes whether it is a pocket handkerchief a tippet or a shawl nor ought a person to turn his back to the stage for in that case he exposes himself to the derision of the pit and to hear disagreeable remarks then the eyes of all would be fixed upon you your imprudence would excite a disturbance which would be troublesome to the audience when a spectator of kind feelings is affected at the sight of the misfortunes which the heroes of the play suffer or has his sympathy touched by the virtues which are displayed 
nothing can be more annoying to him than to have constantly at his side a morose critic who without mercy finds fault with the finest parts of the performance who sees nothing to his taste and changes into a place of fatigue and ennui resorts consecrated to amusement and pleasure it is moreover almost as ridiculous to place no bounds to our applause when ladies enter a box where a gentleman is seated in front of them propriety requires that he should offer his seat notwithstanding they are strangers to him and he should insist upon their taking it even after they have once refused if the heat inconvenience you do not open the door of the box without the consent of those who occupy it be very reserved at the theatre in order not to trouble those who are near you and maintain a profound silence when the actors are on the stage so as not to interrupt the attention of persons who take an interest in the spectacle it is improper to pass too positive and severe a judgment on the performance or the playing of the actors whether to make a eulogium or to find fault with them one may meet persons of a contrary opinion and engage himself in a controversy which is prudent to avoid between the acts gentlemen should ask the ladies if it is agreeable to them to walk in the entries the salon or to take refreshments they should also ask them if they wish for a journal of the theatre or playbill or an opera glass and if bouquets are sold at the door of the theatre it would be proper and gallant to present them with one as soon as you have arrived at the outer door of the theatre if in a carriage you must take care to have your party all ready at the very moment the carriage drives up it is necessary to do the same thing if you send a porter to get a hired coach End of part three chapter three